Hello and welcome to the Vision for Teaching podcast, coming up on today's episode. I, I, I knew that there'd be observations, but I don't think anybody even said how many you'd have over the year, but it's no bad thing having somebody else in. And yet, if we would observe tomorrow, we would still go straight back to that Absolutely. high anxiety Absolutely. My name's Scott and I'm joined by Mrs H. Hello. And in today's episode, we're going to talk about something which I think is going to be really, really important for uh, our NQT listeners. And I know that you've seen a lot of feedback around this, and I certainly have as well. Yeah. And that's around um, NQT observations. About, well, that makes me feel sick, uh, just you saying yeah, it. Yeah, about now is the time where they're going to be feeling that pressure of those coming up. And, yeah. and we haven't forgotten that <laughs> this no, time last year. Not that We have all. not forgotten that. Um, Tell me about your kind of experiences with observations, because I'm sure, although we both basically went through the same process, I'm mm. sure we had slightly different experiences of it. Yeah, so obviously, you know, the word observation just fills you with horror because it takes you right back to university and all those observations, where you, and actually where you're observed every day, weren't you really? But um, as yeah. an NQT, I don't think that I ever anticipated it feeling even more heavy than a, a university observation because actually your NQT year is riding on this. If you mess up, mm. this is this mm. is huge. Um, but I had three observations before we closed for COVID. Um, one was, I think, just before half term or just after the half term, so around now, like you say, another late November and then another one just at the beginning of January. Um, the first one was with my internal mentor and head teacher. The second one was just my internal mentor. And then the third one was with my EV as well. By the third one, probably, actually, that was probably the most relaxed, although I'm sure my colleagues would tell you it was far from relaxed. But <laughs> I, I found on the first one, I mean, the lengths I went to for that observation, I, it, it was quite unreal. Um, they made water filters and my own children at home were drinking 50p bottles of cherry aid like there's no tomorrow just to give me <laughs> observation it was crazy the, the, things was you really, do. <laughs> the things you did it was it was a really successful observation but the stress involved yeah. uh, i don't know it wasn't like a lesson that i would normally take that would have probably taken me a whole day normally you know? so you say you, you made a good point like with university placements where you're always having eyes on you you're, you're well I, I say always effectively there's always yes. somebody else in the room that you feel is watching you yes. even if they say they're not you there's somebody else there that ultimately Absolutely. is going to make a judgment on you obviously when you get to be in an NQT you don't have that constant eyes so when you do get an observation I would say it's almost more um stressful yes. because you've gotten used to not having that pressure yeah. every day you, you you're used to just having you in the room or maybe you and a, a teaching assistant if you're you know if you're lucky enough to have one yeah and and that's you know ultimately you just get on with it you enjoy yeah. it Absolutely. and then all of, all of, all a, of sudden, a sudden somebody is sitting in that room right and the children are like day. why is such and such here so I would yeah. one top tip is I I used to say they're coming in to check that I'm doing a good job because I'm supposed to be here to teach yeah. you and doing a good job so you know they're coming in and they will expect to see our very best we this is they're coming to yeah. see us at our best um yeah. because if you don't tell the children then you're just going to have 101 questions why such and yeah. such so just be honest with them 
I, I, I agree. The, the other thing I'd add to that, as well as preparing the children, is, is get everything you can prepared beforehand. As in, if there's a, um, a particular instruction that you're going to give the children, rehearse it in the morning if you're if your um, observations in the afternoon or the day before if you're being observed in the morning don't don't leave that to chance and, I, and this is so contrived and it's so it's it's like setting the children up to act for an hour while there's somebody in the room that's what it sounds like but actually you're doing yourself a favor don't make life difficult for yourself if there's something you can prepare prepare it like yeah you've got you've got one opportunity here to have somebody in the room watching you at your very best. Yeah. Don't leave things to chance. Like you say, don't, don't not mention the fact that there's somebody coming in because the kids won't be looking at you. They'll be looking yeah, at the absolutely. visitor in the room, head teacher, or who, you know, whoever yeah. it is. Uh, and also if you've got resources to get ready, you know, get them ready as well, far in advance as you can. Absolutely. But another thing, and, then, and this was something that literally my first observation was after lunch on this particular day and during lunchtime I was thinking oh my goodness are the pencils sharp enough for them to write with so I was running yeah. around making sure yeah but little things like that will save you so much oh, yeah. stress actually because if you've got a third of your class who are up sharpening their pencils they're not on task so yeah. they're not engaged they're not learning you won't have an impact on them and ultimately yeah. that reflects in your observation so just a simple step by making sure that you've got sharp pencils or pens at work or they've all got a whiteboard or a whiteboard you know yeah tiny things that you don't even think about day to day are huge when it comes to an observation and and that's really that's what i was getting at is all those things that you can get ready as you say my first observation i hadn't even thought about it because to me well if a pencil needs sharpening a pencil needs sharpening that's like i didn't even think about it and oh my goodness the first observation i had was like they were so fussy because mm -hmm things were going wrong yeah you know i asked them to get their whiteboards and their pens out we do that every day yeah every single day but when there's somebody watching you you become very conscious of how long it takes to get yes. a whiteboard and a pen out and you you feel that as a judgment on you yeah they're children at the end of the day they do fuss but a couple of pens weren't working and instead of just flowing straight into the lesson I had to, you know, replace a couple of pens mm -hmm. and I had to find a whiteboard for someone that didn't have a whiteboard. And all those things when I'm in the classroom by myself, it's not best practice, but it's not the end of the world. Well, pens will run out. Pencils will need sharpening. It, you know, that, of that's course life. they will. Of course they will. you can just avoid it for that hour. Yeah. And, and my second observation, I was 100% on it. <laughs> <laughs> we, we checked all the pens in the morning. Yeah. Uh, I was, it was lucky enough that it was in the afternoon, my observation after lunch. So all the pens we checked before lunchtime or the pencils or the you know as you said everything was checked yep. ticked off yeah perfectly set up yeah then at lunchtime i put all the handouts that i was giving out on the table um you know everything was just so much easier but it meant i could then focus on actually showing yeah. what i can do and and, you I know showing my teaching and what the, what they're there to see i really kind of, and this is probably a bit warped but i really enjoyed the observations once they were underway don't get me wrong the preparation no not so much but the thought of it definitely not yeah but once it was underway actually you're doing what you love doing and you're showcasing yeah. how good you are at something so go and enjoy it it sounds a bit glib but it's true i, I think if you've done your prep though you probably can enjoy it yeah i think if you've put all the time and you you really know what you're going to teach and 
and you really understand why you're teaching it as in you've planned the lesson for a reason whatever it is that you're hoping to achieve because my next point on from that is um and, and certainly in my school my um my mentor my the person observing they wanted to see a lesson plan not not a lesson plan like you would have done in university because they were <laughs> huge but some sort of structure of what the lesson is going to entail so that if they were pulled out of the room for any reason they knew where the rest of the lesson was going yeah right which which is fine because actually as a lesson plan it's really a short paragraph yeah and, and mine is bullet pointed it's not a big deal but I, I felt the pressure in that first lesson to really deliver against that lesson plan because that's what I committed to doing. Yeah. And I, I almost forgot that aspect of in the moment, it's okay to change. And, and I know that, of course I know that I've, I've learned that through university, oh, but yeah, for some no. reason having that person in the room on that day just made me think, well, I've got to do this now because that's what I've said that's I'm doing. I'm committed to. Oh yeah. And, and you know, and I, and it was okay. But probably if that person hadn't been in the room, I would have gone on a slightly different direction mm-hmm. and I would have, I would have latched on to what the children were saying and yeah. gone in that way because that's what you do. Yes. But I, that just went totally out of my mind because in my head I had to do what I told them um, and we had to achieve this because that's what they're judging me on. Yeah. And it sounds silly and I look back now and think, oh, come on, Scott. You, you, know, you, you, knew, you knew that. But, it's so but it, it does funny things to you. It does funny things to you when somebody's watching you. But also, I think you, all the time in the back of your mind, you're thinking, "This can't go wrong. This can't go wrong. This can't. Go wrong. This <laughs> is my NQT year. They're going to comment on this, and then well, yeah. I'll have to, I'll have to be re-observed. You know, you've got all that going on. So I, I don't, I yeah. think, you know, that's fair. What you've said. I think, I think for everybody's first observation, they're going to find certain things like that, and they're going to get feedback that maybe they, they didn't have mm-hmm. in university placements because in university they were being judged against almost like a different criteria they were being judged against what you need to qualify as a teacher whereas yeah. now you are qualified as an nqt you're being judged against a slightly higher standard maybe or a, or a, a different kind it's of different, take on it but one thing i would say is always ask before the observation what they're going to be looking for because at university they were looking for everything so they were looking for you all those standards i mean we we had the old standards then and there were goodness knows how many. So they were looking to see yeah. how many of those you hit. But actually, when I had observations as an NQT, they were looking for one specific thing. So yeah. Yeah. that's what they're looking for. Whilst everything else still needs to be right, that's really yeah. what they're looking for. Um, yeah. So it's always worth just checking before you start planning. Yeah, that's, that is a good point. And I was really fortunate with my mentor. Um, she was very open with me yes, before, before all my observations, Definitely. you know, this is what I'm going to be looking at today. Yeah. And actually following each observation, because I had four altogether um, before the world stopped. Um, yeah. I, in each of them, after the first one, the point she was looking at was the feedback I'd had from the last mm-hmm, one. Mm-hmm. So it always fed forward. So if I don't know, let's say um, behavior was picked up for one. Um, she would say to me, well, you know, based on your feedback from the last observation, that's what I'm going to be looking for today. Yeah. So yeah. It, it made sense. You know, it yeah. made sense. But the, the, the key for me, I think, is if you know what they're looking for, go to town on that. Obviously, you've got to keep all the plates spinning, but really go to town on that and show what you're good at. Don't, 
don't think that you've got to find new things no. to prove that you're good at it. Do what you do well, but keep it, you know, keep it simple. So take, take behavior as an example. If behavior management has been picked up as something that, um, I don't want to say was lacking, but you know, was an area that you could have developed mm -hmm. based on one observation for your next observation. Don't necessarily find all these amazing new strategies and show that you can do five or six different things. Just focus on one aspect, whether it's like a call and response to get the children's attention or um, positive praise and do that thing really well to show that you've really understood what works in your classroom and i the think thing is the temptation is to go and find all these different gimmicks. strategies to mm -hmm. show yeah yeah gimmicks exactly right i think obviously if you've had something like behavior management <clears throat> um as a, an area for improvement then i would like to think that you've been working on that in between observations so whatever it is that you are doing that seems to work now is not a new thing because if you yeah. introduce something new even in the few days before your observation there will be children that let you down because they're not yeah. familiar with it. They don't know it. They're not, it's not part of their usual routine. And also yeah. if they're, I mean, I'm thinking about Estin perhaps more, but if they're asked, Oh, how long have you been doing this? They'll say, well, just this week, they'll let you down <laughs> because they're honest. Yeah, of course they will. Um, and they don't understand what's at stake no, in your head because, not. uh, because why would they? They yeah, shouldn't. Absolutely. absolutely. But I, I think that is important is that, um, and, and you've hit the nail on the head in saying, actually between that observation and your next one that's the time where you should be trialing something Trying, new yeah. if, if, if you need to and then settling on something and really securing that mm -hmm. one one or two things and and that could be um assessment for learning that yeah. you know strategy it could be anything couldn't it could be well it could be yeah it could be Welsh and oh my goodness that was always going to be a, an issue <laughs> for me but but I mean. to know what, if i if i can show take welsh as an example now if i can show one or two sentence patterns that we've really secured in the classroom and that is a step on from the last time i was observed box ticked absolutely, job done. absolutely you don't you know nobody's expecting you to be perfect today as long as you can show progress and that you've you've gone away and done something based on the feedback mm -hmm. um yeah. now that does lead to another point which is um you know, when, when you're receiving the feedback, it, it is quite hard to take sometimes, as with any feedback. We, we know that from the university feedback. But I think as a teacher, um, you know, the NQT year starts setting you up for what's to come in the future, where you're mm -hmm. going to be observed, but obviously on a much less frequent basis. And the expectation as a teacher is that you kind of, you develop your practice over the years so you become increasingly better and better with a wider range of strategies now the beauty about being a teacher as opposed to a student is you're there all the time mm -hmm. so you can talk to staff you can um see what other people do you can ask questions yeah whereas as a student certainly for us uh it was a block placement of yeah. six weeks and I then you get that. your feedback and away you go yeah and and if you were really lucky you might have seen some other uh, teachers and some other ways of doing things but ultimately you know you, you you were with your mentor and you didn't necessarily get chance to fully develop the feedback you were given whereas as a teacher if you get feedback in you know November say yes 
your, your next observation might be January. So for me, I would say, talk to the people around you, you know, talk to, uh, you know, the teachers that you feel comfortable approaching um, and ask them, not, not as a, please help me. I can't do this, but more as a, okay, I want to improve this aspect of my teaching. What do you do? Yeah, I think that's key. You know, we can learn so much from other people. I think um, it's really important to observe other things, uh, other, other classes. And well, obviously on the NQT days, you can go to other schools. So it's a really ideal way to observe practice elsewhere. And just just take on board what they're doing and bring it, you know, if you think it's going to work for you, then bring it back and use it. Or even if you're not sure, just give it a go. Um, but being open to new ideas, I think, is really important. I suppose it's not really related mm. to observations as such, but if you're looking for something that's been brought up or highlighted, then the natural thing would be to look outside of yourself. I, I think sometimes outside of your school, because um, it might be that, you know, whatever the whatever the feedback you've received you might have um contacts friends um yeah. a, ne a network of people maybe you know whether that's social media or you know people you were in university mm -hmm. with that will have strengths that you don't have yeah and even go back i think i've said this previously there are lecturers that you've had been working with mm. for three years they many of them will be all too keen and happy to help you yeah. Yeah, 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 um, definitely. So don't definitely. forget about them, you know? And, and I know I was really lucky to have great mentors on yes. my placements um, that, I, that I could very easily drop a text to now yep. and say, you know, I, I've, got a, I've got a bit of a thought about changing X, Y, Z. Uh, what do you think about this? And I know they would, they would be fantastically supportive. Absolutely. And, and would either help or guide or advise whatever just point you in the right direction sometimes isn't yeah, it? it's just absolutely. like oh, have a read of this or look at this article or what yeah you know, people do want to help so don't be afraid yeah. to ask and and i know i bring this up very often but for me you know twitter is a particularly yes. great place to look um yes. particularly with twitter you know you can you can search for keywords yeah. and find what other people are talking about straight away so yeah. if it's i don't know let's say we go back to behavior again let's say it's behavior management i bet if we put behavior management into twitter right now we would find 10 12 yeah, 20 absolutely. conversations happening about behavior or concerns that people have got about something yeah. and all of a sudden it might just tweak something in your brain where you think actually i could do this or i've seen this somewhere and i've just remembered it um, and you know, it gives you something to work with. But it also makes you feel a bit better that you're not the only person in that situation because sometimes I think, and this, uh, this isn't in my experience, but I know that other people have, you know, they, they feel quite isolated. They feel this, mm. this feedback. They must be the only one that's receiving yeah. this feedback. But the reality is not. If it's happening yeah. in your class, it will be happening somewhere else, for sure. Yeah. It's, so. it's a bit of a rough deal for NQTs, isn't it? it? Is. Because they, they come out of university, as we did, and you've just had, you know, constant feedback all the time through university. Three years of being judged on what you write in assignments, being judged on how you teach in the classroom. Mm -hmm. um, in our case, and, and I'm sure there will be other universities that do the same, the files that you put together I with would. all your evidence of everything you've ever done, 
all of that is judged and moderated and yep. and and then you come out of university having been judged for three years and in your nqt year you're being judged again yes uh, i had i don't think i'd anticipated no what it was going to be like i i, I knew no. that there'd be observations but i don't think anybody even said how many you'd have over the year or no i think we found out we were sat in the same meeting weren't yes. we when we had that briefing about um how that would work and, mm -hmm. and i think that's let's be honest that's part of the reason why we started this podcast in the first place was yeah. because there is such a a gap between graduating in july and be you know really starting teaching properly in that september and it is it is you know quite a step i mean you know i i, I don't want to over egg the pudding and sort of suggest that it's this massive leap that people have got to make you know you are a teacher when you graduate but, but it is really nobody tells leap. you do they no they nobody don't tell you and i remember feeling quite and this is probably awful but fairly smug i had a a, a job lined up in a great school i graduated yep. with a really good degree you know i'd worked yep. my socks off for three years i'd done all this i achieved so much you know i was sorted and then wham mm. actually mm. you're at the bottom of the pile again and you didn't yeah. i didn't realize that being an nqt would be quite such a learning curve actually yeah hadn't yeah. anticipated it it feels quite high stakes i think doesn't it particularly yes. particularly now early on in the year um you know take covid out of it forget all that oh my word everybody's new into their jobs new into their schools probably unless yeah. you've been really lucky to get a job in a in a school that you've worked in or, or been placement before um you know you're learning everything about the school everything about the job it's massive mm -hmm. and then somebody's coming in probably with their clipboard and their piece of paper and you know that they're going to give you some feedback at the end and that yeah. feedback always starts with how do you think that went yes so you're, you're judging yourself and you're putting all that pressure on yourself. And I would say I'm a positive person, but my first instinct is always to pick up everything this that went negative? wrong. Yeah. Always. I'll never, ever start giving feedback uh, on myself with, I thought I did this really well because that fear inside me is somebody's going to go, well, I didn't. I thought <laughs> That's exactly I, the same. I, I, I thought you were rubbish. <laughs> Actually, that was your worst thing. You're saying it should have. In my life, I have never, ever been told that. But there's always that thing at the back of my head that says, That is so you can't, You can't list the positives, Scott, because wait, wait to see what they say went wrong first. I think my key phrase then... is, I'm not really sure. <laughs> really? Really? It's, it's such a... It's such a toxic trait but we all do it i think yeah. you know and i'm not somebody that lacks confidence but as soon as i'm sat in front of somebody and i know they've got notes written about me there yeah and i'm somehow trying to guess what they're going to have said <laughs> everything else goes out my mind everything that went well everything that did go as i planned you know and i'll, I'll get feedback that says things like um you know the children were all engaged throughout and i'm sitting there thinking uh, were they though? Were all the children engaged? Through? I'm even doubting the positives I'm being given. <laughs> they're lying. Yeah, like they're going to go. But here's a thousand things you did wrong. Yeah, it's never like that. It's never like that. It's always lovely. It is, even and it, and it even is always it, put across well. Absolutely. So it's easy for us to sit here and say, "Oh, you don't need to worry about them." And people said that to me, and I was like, "But yeah. I am." 
it's the worst feedback or it's the worst advice you could ever give is yeah. don't worry about it that's ridiculous we we could say that no one is going to listen to that of course people are going to worry what i would say though is try and sort of mitigate some of that worry by doing the things we've said here be prepared talk talk beforehand you know it's it's no secret what they're coming in to see so ask them what they're looking for do your prep prepare your children for for whatever it is that you're planning to do um you know and and play to your strengths don't don't teach a brand new concept that they've never done before don't do a subject that you're not 100% comfortable with unless unless it's specifically being asked of you you know show them a lesson that you're good at Yeah. yeah be kind to yourself don't don't create that extra pressure because my goodness there's already enough pressure I mean, I was fairly lucky in that my IM was more than happy. I mean, I didn't show her my plans or anything like that, but I just said, I think this is roughly where it's going to go. Do you think that sounds okay? And she was like, yes, that's absolutely yeah. it. And it was just that reassurance that made you think, actually, I'm not completely bonkers. This will yeah. be okay. Yeah, Turns absolutely. out the water filter probably was a little ambitious. However, <laughs> actually, I, I the, think... one thing, the one thing I would say on that is, if you're going to go over time in your observations, so say they're going to be in for 45 minutes, don't be afraid to say, right, we're going to stop there, come back, bring everybody together at the end, talk about whatever it was you'd got planned for your plenary. You can always finish off the lesson another day, but mm. they want to see the key feet. They want to see mm. each part of your lesson. They don't want you, they want to know that you can keep time and things like that. It's yeah. quite important. So don't be afraid yeah. to say, right, we're going to stop there. And we'll carry on another time. Mm, I, that's good point. I, that was good point. That was quite useful information. I, I, I think another thing I did as well, which I think was my third observation. It definitely wasn't my first one. This is where you learn as yeah, uh, as the year goes on. Um, my third observation, which probably would have been around January time. Now thinking about it, um, we we didn't get the lesson done in the lesson, mm-hmm. which which was fine. That wasn't it. Wasn't a big deal, as you've just said there. You know, the, the the hour, if you like, was up, or the 45 minutes was up, and we stopped there, kind of finished off, did a little bit of uh, kind of assessing what we've learned in that time. Great. Happy with that. And then two days later, we did, like, the next bit of the lesson, which mm-hmm. I'd intended to all be done in one go. Yeah. But as we're teaching, uh, you know, you've got to be flexible and you've got to roll with it sometimes. And in this case... Um, it didn't get done so let's say that was the tuesday on the thursday uh, we picked it up again and i invited my mentor to come back and see the final oh, finish that's a good idea bit. and now in my case my mentor was also um the associate head teacher which means she was out of class so she was mm. able to mm. if she hadn't been the idea was um to have her just come and look at the work that they'd done so she could see the final piece of that puzzle and she was great happy with that i mean i had the feedback on the tuesday so it wasn't like i had to wait until the thursday for her to finish her feedback but because i'd already said to her well you know we're going to finish this thursday afternoon why don't you pop back in and see it um i i almost had like the double whammy then of on thursday she came back and we had a little bit more of a chat about it which was nice because that wasn't so formal that was well, just that's her what I was popping going to say. in yeah and, and the, you probably enjoyed that a bit more than you did on the tuesday 100 oh, percent. but it's no bad thing having somebody else in you know no no it's, it's not good it's, experience it's not. she says 
<laughs> and yet, if we would observe tomorrow, we would still go straight back to that Absolutely. high anxiety mode. Absolutely. Wouldn't we? Yeah. I, and I, I just don't think you get away from that. No, unless you're one of like, oh, well, I think Sarah, in her absence, she is one of those people that is like, I'm just going to see how it goes. She is yeah. amazing. Yeah. She's chilled. <laughs> yeah. She doesn't mind. She's like, I'm learning. It's all a learning curve. It's absolutely fine. And I always, throughout university, envied that so much and i still yeah. you know she is still so chilled and she, she is and it's not it's, it's not because she doesn't care i think she sees it just as an opportunity to develop and if you could yeah. if i yeah. could change my mindset that this is purely an opportunity for me to develop which it is yeah rather than yeah. this is someone coming in and watching me and saying you're rubbish at this you're rubbish at this, which doesn't happen but if i could just change my mindset i think i'd be better <laughs> yeah and and wouldn't the world be so much easier if we could do that that's yeah. that's the difficulty isn't it is um you can't change your mindset overnight but i think for any nqts listening who are either being told that they've got observations coming up or or obviously they're just thinking ahead because they will inevitably mm-hmm. at some point be observed i think if you if you look at it as an opportunity to to develop yeah not not as a criticism, not as a a judgment, but a chance to say, yeah. come come and see me teach and tell me how I could be even better. That's that's what you need to do. That Absolutely. is the goal, isn't Absolutely. it? That's what it is about. And genuinely, hand on heart, I do believe that's why it's there. Mm-hmm. I just think I think it's so difficult for NQTs because, like I said, they've been judged for three years. They've been yeah. graded. They've been given a level or a or a, an outcome of some description yeah. even even right up to graduation where you get a degree that's classified yeah. as either a first or a two yeah. one everything is about judging you and and boiling it down to a grade but i suppose that's the same you know my son's doing his gcse's at the moment it all boils yeah. down to a grade he's saying this is pointless it's a memory test it's true yeah. you know I, it I all don't boils disagree. down to a grade and yeah. that's how our life is but that doesn't help you when you're there no and, and and this is where ideally you'd want to move away from this idea of i am a teacher that teaches at an excellent level or mm-hmm. a good level or a <laughs> satisfactory level and you just want to move towards forget classification this is how i think you could improve your teaching that's you know i think the focus surely needs to be the impact on the learners and i know that's what we did uh, at my last school it was the impact you know what impact is this having is it having a high impact yeah. um yeah. Because that's what we're all about, surely. It should always yeah. be about the children. Not whether I can teach them their t- times tables or division. You know, it, it, it is. What is that? What impact is that having on the children? Yes, if I'm doing it Absolutely. well, you'd like yeah. to think it would have a greater impact. Absolutely. And I, I, would, I would say um, that anything that's picked up, if you're a truly reflective teacher, practitioner, anything that's picked up you probably already know yes. like i i in could probably hearts. yeah i could probably deep down tell you what somebody would pick up in my classroom now and if anything came up that i was really surprised by i would either challenge it in the right way or i'd have to look at myself and think how have i not picked that up before because mm. i'm in that classroom all day every day yeah. so you know uh, and, and and i think anybody that is properly reflective and really does look back on what they've done in, in a good way, not in an overly critical way. We don't want to beat ourselves up, hmm. but at the same time, you've got to be realistic and you've got to know what your strengths are uh, and what your 
weaknesses are, what your opportunities yeah. for development are. I know that a big one for me is always going to be the Welsh language. Yes, I'm not, me too. I'm not a natural linguistic uh, individual. I don't learn languages easily. I don't, um, my brain doesn't seem to hold them very well. Like, so mine's anything holding... I do is because I've done it over and over and over again. Well, I, I'm quite good at German because I did that for GCSE and that seems okay. to come out all the time. That, that's the first, I don't understand why. <laughs> but when I'm thinking, what, what is this in Welsh? I can think of it in German. I cannot think of it in Welsh. But oh, I think funny. it's weird. If you're not using it all day, yeah. every day, so with the Welsh. And also I think because I'm older, I never did it in school. Obviously, growing up in England, I wouldn't have. But No, no, well, that's it, exactly. It's you know, I didn't start learning Welsh really until about six or seven years ago. Well, Mrs. H, I haven't got that excuse. <laughs> <laughs> I, You're I young. Did, I You're did GCSE Welsh. Me. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and I, I want to say I got an A as well. But the trouble is there was a 13-year gap between leaving, yeah. well, not leaving school, sorry, but, but not doing Welsh anymore because yeah. I didn't do it for A-level um, and, and coming back to university, let alone actually being a teacher. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I, I'm always going to struggle with that more than anything else. I know in my heart of hearts, that will always be something I could do better. But if somebody said something else to me and I wasn't aware of it, mm-hmm. I would look at myself then and think, why, you know, why, why hadn't I noticed that? Or, or had I really known that all along, mm. but just hadn't done anything about it. Mm. Um, and, and that's what the observations are for me. That's what they're for. Yeah. It's just somebody to clarify what you think you know and and almost justify the next steps yeah so i know i really do just need to keep focusing on that welsh um and amongst other things there will be other things but that would be a big one for me what i'd want to have in the conversation afterwards in the feedback is how would you do that if that Mm -hmm. was you if you were me how would you develop your welsh so what what could i do and that might just give you a couple of ideas well, it um, might be that for ways forward pop you on a course or something like that yeah and and that's you know don't don't shy away from asking that and and really this links into my vision so um i'm gonna go into my vision now because we're, we're there my vision would be that nqts use the opportunity of being observed and having that feedback not just to take the feedback and walk away and think right that's my feedback i've got to do something about it but start the conversation in the room when mm-hmm, you're having that mm-hmm. feedback to say okay give me some advice then if if i need to improve my um we've used behavior as the example so let's stick with that if i need to improve my behavior management in the classroom um have you got anything you'd suggest you know what what would you recommend i do um is there anything i am doing well that i can keep doing mm-hmm. Ask, ask the questions because that person sitting in front of you as your mentor their job is to is to guide you to improve you to build you up they're not going to sit there and say you need to improve behavior management right off you go no they, they're going to want to help you and they're they going to have a view well. of how it could improve mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the fact that they've given you that feedback of this could be better they must have something in their mind of how it could be better so yeah. make sure my vision is make sure as an nqt you understand what the feedback is telling you to do and if you don't by the time you walk out of that room you haven't had a good enough conversation you know you you need to you need to really understand what you can do to improve not just what to improve yeah Um, and i think that's so important because if you walk away with two or three strategies that you can uh, put into place or as you say 
the school will say, well, let's send you on a course for that. Or yeah. during your observation, uh, sorry, during your NQT time this week, go and observe this teacher, which I understand during COVID is not as straightforward not. as it was yeah. for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, COVID's not going to be around forever. And there will come a point where you can go and observe mm-hmm. teachers again. So, you know, that that's the big one for me is, is uh, don't just take the feedback and walk away thinking I've got to do this by myself. Actually, you know, make it a team effort and and use your mentor as a guide, not just as a judge. Yeah, I think my vision, and we talked about this at university, you know, a couple of times that there must be other ways to conduct observations. So rather than having mm. somebody superior to you coming in and rightly or wrongly, you feel like you're being judged, there must be another way to do it. So could we not introduce peer assessment could we not have you know um a group you form a a group uh two three four and you observe each other's lessons you are the ones that do the observations because i think that would really take away some of that pressure i understand there needs to be that superiority somebody with experience coming in and, and checking that things are going as they should be but i do think that perhaps even for half the observations they could be peer assessed rather than well do you remember when we were in university and i i want to say this was in year three they were um sort of experimenting with a triad um feedback system don't remember so they so they got into groups of three in in the staff and in those threes they would observe each other so two at a time would go and watch the third person give this not not i say give their feedback it wasn't a judgment it was i really liked how you did this i'm yeah. gonna take that into my own teaching and i think chloe touched on that didn't she when we had yeah her. and and it's in my mind because chloe's talked about it because i've not seen it in teaching in uh in primary anyway where we are but but it does kind of stick in my mind from university where i thought well if they've made it work and i Mm -hmm. I don't know Mm -hmm. if they're still doing that that trial might not have been successful but if it's worked there couldn't that work in my setting where we've got three teachers in each year group across the federation yeah aren't we automatically triads in that sense Mm -hmm. um so that i can go and observe I mean, if you want to mix it up, it doesn't have to be the same teachers. I could go and observe somebody from year three and somebody from year six, and we could all kind of mix together. Um, But I would probably be more comfortable with other teachers in the room in that sense, because I know I'm going to get a chance to go and watch them teach as well. Whereas when my senior kind of teacher, whether it's a phase leader or or whoever, deputy head, when they come and watch me, it feels very one-sided. It feels very formal. And I I think if we could get away from that formality, you know, I know it is a formality, but even if even if the senior leadership are part of that, it doesn't matter. But it's just, I think if you can see it, it's more of a conversation, isn't it? More, yeah. more than a box ticking exercise. That would be my vision is to try to develop other ways of observe of conducting observations and i think peer peer would be a good one to go with i like in my limited experience well it but it's an experience like we we have done enough to make a judgment on that experience Mm. we've been observed enough times over the last four years haven't we yeah true true (laughs) i think i think we probably (laughs) can hand on heart say we know about being observed by now (laughs) that's fantastic thank you very much mrs h it's been Um, a a pleasure to talk to you
And obviously we look forward to seeing Sarah back to join uh, the trio again very, yeah. very soon. Can't wait for that. We absolutely can't wait. Um, Mrs H, where can we find you on social media if people want to pick up a conversation with you? I am at Mrs H underscore primary. Um, and you can find Sarah. Let's, let's drop her Twitter handle in as well. You can find her at Smart Teaching 20. And you can find me on Twitter at Mr. Han Teach, H-A-N-N Teach. And please don't forget, I know loads and loads of you already have, but you can follow our Twitter account for the podcast at Vision for Teaching. That's Vision, the number four, Teaching. Um, and we are getting just so much uh, in the way of direct messages or, or people tweeting us. Um, it's, it's fab. We're getting loads and loads of feedback, which we really love. So, so keep it please coming. Do, please keep it coming in. We love it. Thank you very much, Mrs. H. Thank no you, problem. everybody, for listening. We'll speak to you all really soon. Thank you. Bye. See you soon. Bye.